0: Here we are talking about the Halloween franchise.
1: Oh my goodness, this is my favorite time of the year. This is the coziest franchise. I love these movies, and I'm pretty excited to get on remainders and talk with you about this. But this is a this is a franchise that you and I have talked about for many years, um, and like you were saying. Mm, we're not going to be pitting these movies against each other this is a a franchise that i have nothing but admiration for so even the ones at the very bottom are absolutely movies i'll be watching uh, my spare time because that's how good they are
0: there's something about this franchise you're right it spans basically our entire friendship i'm pretty sure we were talking about this franchise when we first met and uh the funny thing about it is i was watching halloween ends for the first time last night and I, i was like i have to see them all (laughs) <laughs> if we're going to be doing this and yeah. um one thing that it kind of got to me when I was watching it was like this like officially made me feel like it was Halloween season you know mm-hmm. um there's something about it like when it starts off and it says Haddonfield Halloween and then you see you know what's happening in the town it kind of really does put you in the Halloween spirit uh, at least for for me and I know for you as well
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't be a a Halloween in in my household without at least watching a few of the sequels. And I'm I'm fortunate enough to be able to go see the original here in Chicago um, at a theater. There's always going to be like either Logan Theater or the Music Box or even the Gene Sisko. They're always going to show the original at some point every October. Uh, But for the sequels, uh, it's always a minimum of a few each year that I get to revisit. And so, and that's what I was talking to you about. I watched Halloween Ends, so I'm excited to hear what you thought about that. It's been a pretty uh, hot take and divisive one on Twitter so far, um, but I was watching that and just uh, and then revisiting a few scenes from other ones and I was like, well, I, we definitely need to uh, show our rankings because that's been pretty popular on Twitter and everywhere on social media. Everybody kind of sharing like what sequels that they like the most, uh, which ones they Flipping hate—that's what's kind of great about this uh, franchise. Is it? It seems to um, unnecessarily uh, create a lot of anger from its fans, which I think is fun to hear. But at the same time, it's—I uh, get disappointed because there's a lot of hate on some sequels that I absolutely love.
0: I would say we should probably do a disclaimer here, too, because of the fact that, like, I think some of the hate comes to, like, when we start to talk about Halloween 3, when Michael Myers isn't part of the franchise for whatever reason, or if it's like, you know, doesn't really really focus on him as the character you know which everybody wants to see Michael and I think that may have a little bit to do with what happens in Halloween and so we should probably disclaimer at this point I think we're going to talk about what happens in Halloween Ends. so if you haven't seen it yet maybe come back to this episode I really don't think we can get around talking about it um Pat so
1: no spoiler heavy and if you don't want to hear that you can maybe just uh, skip a couple minutes and uh, go past Halloween ends um I'm always fine with spoilers so yeah we're going to be definitely Yeah no I it, just so. think
0: we should at least tell people that hey we're going to be talking about it cuz at this point yeah. um all of the old ones i'm sure people have seen like you said they do show all of the halloween movies at least they used to on like AMC like they would do like Halloween day here's every film in the franchise that like okay. at least was under the amc like legal umbrella that they could show and so then you know you go from the original all the way through probably like resurrection or something um always excluding the rob zombie films which i'll talk about in a minute <laughs> um but maybe we should just get into the rankings and and, and kind of get down i i really really don't know what i'm gonna see from you and if we're gonna have anything that 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 gets together but i'm excited about this so yeah. anybody else that's listening. I'm going to I think I can start if you want, and I'm just going to roll through my list and then we can talk. Or how did you want to do it?
1: Well, I had a suggestion. We so we both have 13. We're including uh, you saw Halloween. ends, so we're each at it. So um, I'm up for anything. But I think a a good way to go about it was to share our 13 each. uh, And we start rolling through 13, 12, 11. And then once we get to a point where both of ours is named, that's when we talk about the movie.
0: Ah, so you want to start from the end first, so we'll go, like, towards... Start at the bottom,
1: and then, let's say, I have X, you have Y, and then my 12, if that matches yours, that's when we talk about the movie.
0: Okay, so do you want me to start with my least favorite film in the Halloween franchise? Yeah,
1: we're starting at the very bottom, and like I said, you're going to share yours. If it doesn't match mine, we're going to go to 12, and then that's when we we both have shared ours, that's when we kind of uh, get into the discussion of what we like and don't like about the movie.
0: Okay, so Halloween 3 is my least favorite Halloween
1: film in the franchise. All right, so mine is, and this is a popular one at the bottom, Resurrection. Mm, I guess you're not a fan of Buster Rhymes, huh? <laughs> we'll get into it. Number 12. Okay. Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. Oh, mine, mine's going to be coming up later than for that one. Mine, number 12, Halloween Kills. Mm,
0: okay, I, I actually had, okay, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, then Halloween 4, Re- Return of Michael Myers. I feel like 4 and 5 are almost kind of like a film that belong together. So that's why I have that yeah. in that spot.
1: It'll be a minute before we talk about that. 11, Halloween Ends.
0: Halloween Resurrection.
1: All right, let's talk about it. Where? Okay, wait, what number is it for you? so i had halloween three halloween five halloween
0: four and then i landed on halloween resurrection
1: yeah so we're talking oh now i'm getting confused what number is it for you uh 10. okay yeah my 10 is uh we'll get to it so halloween resurrection buster rhymes um this is the one that seems to be at the bottom for a lot of people and it is the bottom for myself it's it's the one that feels the least like a halloween movie for
0: me uh i don't know i so i think i believe it's the time period of this is 2002 and tyra banks is in it as well and there is like Thomas Ian nicholas isn't it who i actually got to know a little bit here and became friendly with and i like that so you know it's the age of american pies and things like that we're trying to put yourself in the time period when this was put out 2002 um it comes after h2o if i believe which is um an excellent film in my opinion so uh you know you're following up something that was kind of like really coming back to the story of the original with resurrection and it does showcase jamie lee curtis at the very beginning and something happens to her in the beginning which a spoiler alert michael myers kills her and she dies and that's how it starts off so it kind of like puts you already in like We're not going down that road of Laurie Strode here, but Michael's still around. And it does have a lot to do with like technology, which I feel like when horror films start to like dabble into technology and things like that, like the internet, it really does open up like kind of a bad, like bed to lie in. And for whatever reason, I I don't have this as, as zero. It's not my favorite by any means, but I do love just like, and any franchise like this, the campiness of things like Buster Rhymes and those kind of <laughs> things, like, you know, and and, and, and I, so I, I, I don't have it at the very end. Um, but what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, so as I said, disclaimer, every movie on this list, I happily watch. So even though I have Resurrection at the very bottom, I will happily put on Resurrection and enjoy some parts of it uh trick-or-treat motherfucker is and then a roundhouse <laughs> and then the roundhouse kick to the face kicking michael myers out of the window this it, it the thing is that should make it the best halloween movie but it also kind of makes it the worst so like i said it's it's a little give or take with that one so i mean it yeah. was it is like the direct sequel to h2o which i have uh coming up later uh and yeah the the killing of laurie jamie Lee curtis at the very beginning I remember feeling, uh, feeling so, uh, unearned. I don't know. It was just like, it almost like felt like tagged at the, uh, at the end, even though they put it at the beginning, um, like they tagged it post-production just be like, Hey, this movie is where he finally kills Larry Strode. Um, so that didn't really do much for me. Uh, it was very, uh, it was in like the post, what was it? 2002. It's still in that post like scream era where everything, for like 10 years after scream in 96 was trying to like at least be somewhat like scream with like you said, the technology, kind of the, the realistic dialogue and the the meta aspects of it. And it just didn't, it's the only Halloween movie out of all 13 of them that really, even though Michael Myers is in it, and he's killing people. It just, the tone of it definitely doesn't do much for me. So, but like I said, gotcha. I'd happily watch it though. So yeah, 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 for sure.
0: Okay. I like that. All right. So then yeah. do we go to our number nine, uh,
1: well, my my ten, uh, you said you're nine or you're ten. My ten was Halloween two.
0: Okay, like the original Halloween two. The original Halloween
1: two. That's John two. Carpenter's script. All right, so we're no, close. You, we're close on that. Nice. All right, you're number nine. Halloween Kills. All right, that was my number twelve. Uh, this movie is bonkers. <laughs> what do you got for this too much
0: it's too much it's too 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 much um it's interesting to think about it now That's a perfect way to put it it. yeah it's 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 honestly it's okay to think about it uh, now that i've seen halloween ends and like me trying to wrap my head around like why it was the way it was i feel like this this trilogy let's say of these newer halloweens halloween halloween kills and halloween ends I really feel like they're they're focusing on the community, which is Haddonfield and those. And that's why I think Halloween Kills is very much like the town coming after Michael. And it's just a, yeah, it is bonkers. That's a great way to say it. I mean, yeah. your thoughts on your it's pretty low in the list overall for you. So. It is.
1: And, and when I say bonkers, I usually use bonkers in a uh, loving way. Uh, i have one coming up i have i have a movie that's very high on my list that i will describe as bonkers and i mean that in the best possible way. this one as you said it's just it tries too much i love i love everything that they were trying to do with it uh this is david gordon green's uh second in his trilogy um this is the one that came out just a couple years ago um i mean like a a quarter of the movie is like set in 1978, so they go back in 1978 hmm. when the original movie is playing, and they show like the cops who are not like uh, the main cops working with Lewis. They show them like, oh, well, we got this Michael Myers killer on the loose. What are we going to do? And it shows like some interactions that uh, add... CGI Donald Pleasance. Yeah, 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 right, right. And and so that I liked where it was going with that, and then the hospital stuff with Loomis uh, basically attacking them. Um, if I'm remembering that right. Uh, yeah, they definitely just tried to do too much. And even though I liked where all of it was trying to go, like it just, it felt like a hot mess. And I don't know. That's I the agree. thing with, with both ends and kills. I feel like uh, they're going to age well. Because okay. the, Interesting. the expectations, and, and, and that's, that's another thing I just wanted to say about this entire franchise. Every single sequel was hated upon release. Sure. Like, in terms of critically and kind of fan based nobody was really happy with any of these sequels. Like all the beloved sequels, like a lot of people put four and five like really high up. Um, but the reaction to these movies uh, were not that great uh, at a time of release. And so, like it's over time and rewatching them, yeah, they all they, they all get better. Every single Halloween movie really gets better with age as you watch more of it and you kind of understand what kind of uh, direction that one was going so that's sure. uh, so that's why i'm giving uh that's why i'm kind of looking forward to the future in terms of watching the the second two david gordon greens and uh, i think they'll probably age well because of of what they do and i uh, have well, yeah um anything else on kills jim cummings so just
0: for, for me for kills like it's saying it's too much i mean it was too much gore it was too much like in your face it was too much backstory it was too much um michael unleashed and i don't know maybe that again in the grand scheme of the trilogy here like you said uh it needed to set up like what was going to happen and ends uh and be the middle ground so maybe that's why they were like okay let's have michael like just do it like I don't know how this whole trilogy was written. Like, was it all written to make sure that it was a complete story with all three? If it was, I think that it's trying to do that. Just should be like, kind of like Lord of the Rings with, when you watch the Two Towers, it's like fight sequences and war. And like, you know, all of the the direness of um, things aren't getting better. And so that the last movie can kind of be like some sort of like, um. Jubilee like happiness in a way, and not that the yeah, Halloween yeah. franchise is ever going to be a jubilee of <laughs> happiness, but you get what I mean. Like, it's it's like you know, they're going to come to some sort of um, uh, well, ending. So, that's the point of this newest one in the franchise. So, that's that's it for me. I think that Halloween Kills was trying to be you know, bridging the gap between the two and uh, the the, the bookend, you know, the beginning and the end of the series, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, I don't We could talk more about whether or not it was a trilogy. Um, I'm not sure if it was originally planned, but in my opinion, the David Gordon Green definitely doesn't feel like a trilogy at all. Like if I watch all three of them, like it's pretty incoherent. But if I watch each one separately, uh, there's a lot more for me to like in each each one because I feel like there was stuff because 2018 hit so big at the box office that they probably maybe added more than they were originally planning. I don't know. Like I said, I, I forget if it was originally a, a, um, a trilogy and then COVID probably fucked production shit up in terms of um, when the scheduling was for each one and how they- were I mean, it did. I remember them. it was
0: delayed to come out too.
1: So, you know. Yeah. Kills was definitely delayed at least like a year and a half. Um, but yeah, like I said, it doesn't feel like that great of a trilogy, but each separate one, uh, there's a lot more stuff for me to like about it. And then I love that Jim Cummings from Thunder Road, which we will eventually cover one day. He shows up as one of the cops in in the 1978 show, uh, um, flashbacks, and he's yeah, uh, he, yeah. he's just a good uh, tone for that. He's so great. Um, okay, so that was your number nine, number eight. Yeah. So I had Halloween two there
0: as number eight. Looks like we're now kind of getting closer. You didn't really like Halloween two.
1: Well. It's lower in your list, let's say. John Carpenter's Halloween Two, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's number ten for me. Uh, again, the, the, my list is a least favorite to favorite. There's still favorites at the very bottom, so ten is not a over bed. Yeah. So, I mean, my first reaction of Halloween Two is it's it's just kind of the most basic of all the uh, sequels like it does it's an immediate sequel to the original so it just tried to copy the original uh the most and so it kind of felt like the safest and um it's 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 super well done like it's 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 a great horror movie it just it doesn't go off the rails like basically every other sequel and that's like yeah that's that's what i like like about it yeah and it's just not quite as good as as well crafted as the original obviously um so that's always kind of where like i've been on it. like i definitely like watching it um carpenter doesn't he uh, he doesn't he's quoted that he was completely drunk uh, while writing the script and he did it mo- he did it he did it mostly for a paycheck and he's just like yeah I fucking uh, that's why i stopped uh, uh drinking while writing because of halloween too so <laughs> oh wow i hadn't heard that that's yeah, great yeah. probably still drink it but she's not while writing um yeah, yeah so what do you think about that your number 8 i mean halloween you
0: got greed um it's a little bit like i said second verse same as the first i i think that um he did yeah go right into it, which I like. I admire that. It's like, OK, Laurie's in the hospital. Michael Myers is still out there. Like, yeah, I shot. What is it, the famous line? I shot him six times or uh, uh, Donald Pleasance at the beginning, you know, and and again, we should also talk about the great Donald Pleasance uh, in these sequels. Uh, he, he he exited the, the because of his death on, on six. But he was in like every single one, basically, up until. Well, I don't think he was in Halloween 3, but um, yeah. Nobody was in Halloween he, 3. Yeah. Right. and and so like for me I love Donald Pleasance like he's great obviously Loomis uh, Sam Sam Loomis from Psycho using the name then obviously going into Scream Wes Craven uses uh, um, Loomis again for uh, Billy Loomis Uh, you know I love that like sometimes these guys like all pay each other respect and um, Donald Pleasance is a great character actor that I'm glad we can talk about Uh, 007 franchise as well but here in, in Halloween, too, there's some great moments like that. Donald Pleasants, you know, like going going off the deep end, going crazy, hunting them down. And, you know, he's still in Haddonfield and killing people. So, yeah, enjoyable, but nothing really new being introduced. It's just kind of like
1: here's the second one. And, yeah, you know, he's exactly. doing the same thing. <laughs> and so that's why that's both why I like it and why it's probably just not as high as the other one. So, yeah. Um, two, yeah, yeah, I mean. That's basically all I have to say on that one. Uh, Number seven. So seven for me is Halloween from 2018. Wait, I'm sorry. I didn't say my eight. (laughs) Oh, Uh, my number eight. Rob zombies Halloween one. Okay. Which you have not said. So we're going to talk about that later. All right. Now we can say seven.
0: Okay. Halloween from 2018. All
1: right. All right. 2018 for you. I have not said that one yet. My number seven, Halloween three. Your number thirteen. We talked about that. That was uh my last, my least favorite. So this, yeah, this the ranking really doesn't matter where it is on this one because it's such like an independent movie. Uh not in well, I mean. Kind of independent, movie but just like individual, separate horror movie that has no relation to the Michael Myers story. At least, even though well, the they tr- I
0: think they try to I think they try to like you know eventually like in Six 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 and stuff like that try to like
1: tie some of it the back in yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: they try yeah
1: but with the astrology just,
0: like, and different things like that
1: yeah it was just unfairly dismissed because it didn't have Michael Myers at the time but if it was just released as like a horror movie without naming it Halloween at all like they just called it. This movie, *Season of the Witch*, um, people would have loved it immediately, uh, but and rightfully I... so, people like it now because it's it's become a cult classic. People realize it's it's part of the Halloween series. It just doesn't have Michael Myers, and it. it's an awesome horror movie on its own.
0: And yeah, I would say like I think it also like uh, led way to things like um, *Stranger Things* and different stuff like that. Like sort of oh, like yeah. the tech, like the music and everything is so so synth. Um, and I think like Stranger Things must have like studied a movie like this a lot to um, pull things to bring into like their universe, which is obviously very popular. So you're right. Over time, this movie has aged pretty well. Um, I do have it as three because we're talking about Halloween. And if you're talking about a Halloween movie, it's got to have Michael Myers for me. So I put it at the end. I don't think it's a terrible movie, but as far as the Halloween films ranked, it, it belongs at the bottom for me because it doesn't have Michael Myers
1: in it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think its it really doesn't matter where you put uh, Halloween 3. Um, it's its own thing, and, you know, it is what it is. Tom Atkins right. fucking rules. I love him. Uh, you know, a carpenter staple, you know. Um, uh, he would have fit in the thing, but he was in the fog. Uh, it's so essential for so many 80s films, so always mm-hmm. love to see him. Um, all right, so that was my number seven. Your number six. Halloween Ends. All right. Let's talk.
0: That's so pretty, do you have that's pretty high
1: for you. I love it. Uh, 11. Yeah. I hit it at 11. I'm excited to hear your reaction because like I said at the beginning, this movie has become so fucking divisive. People are, are going bananas on the way this movie is rolled out. So what are your um, thoughts? Well, I'm this?
0: not going to comment on anything that the internet is saying because uh, I haven't looked at any of that. Um, I don't like to really like let that fog my... opinion on movies um but i will say that this movie for me was really enjoyable i enjoyed it from start to finish um i feel like this movie is going to age well like you talked about before i really feel like they've got something that they're introducing here it's called halloween ends for like a reason and can you hear this uh helicopter that's like literally hovering over my place sorry Maybe oh, we'll no. wait for this oh maybe
1: a tiny bit it's good vibe setting
0: these things that like uh, there's a hospital nearby so like they just like uh, kind of like shake the uh, foundation anyway going back to halloween ends um i watched it last night first time first hot take i loved it um yes. i think that it's got so much that i didn't expect after seeing halloween kills um I had heard from people that you don't see Michael Myers for a while. That didn't bother me at all. I like the fact that like the town is they 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 set it up very much the beginning, that the town is reeling from all the tragedy that's happened from Michael Myers, you know, it's, it's been, and some people kind of dismiss it like usual in most Halloween things, which is always the mistake. Um, yeah, Cause it yeah. comes back, but then they show like the suicides and stuff like that, that are happening to people like really saying like this really fucked up everybody. And so that's where like the kills thing kind of comes into this, where it's like, you know, they're all like rallying together, but now they're all like apart again. And then, you know, having the character of Corey, kind of becoming like, okay, it's happening again. Like this is happening to um, a kid who's misunderstood, who uh, something tragic happened to him and now is placed into this role of like demonized because of something that he couldn't, you know, control. It was an accident. And Lori and Lori's granddaughter and the way that they are mixed into it is really interesting. Like Lori wanting to help him and kind of having that connection to him, but then also seeing eventually like, that this Corey character is evil and that he's gotten that way. And they've even had talks with the people uh, in the town. Like, yeah, he was a really good kid, but now he's gotten to this place of madness that I don't even see that Corey that we recognize. And of course he's being bullied and all of the things that happen, right. To make him sort of this evil thing. And then they throw in, which may be a little far-fetched, Michael Myers kind of training him away. And, you know, he's, Uh, he's in it, but he's not necessarily like the focal character. They're, they're focusing more on this like uh, birth of a new uh, serial killer in Haddonfield. And so, for me, for all those reasons, I love that they went out a limb and tried something different. Um, I think that they were successful in it. Are people going to love the fact that Michael Myers now is no longer around? Um, I mean, who knows what the next one will be, right? I mean, they can't kill the franchise. I just feel like they have to, right? But no, it's, a, it's
1: the end of this trilogy. That's what this means. Michael Myers will be uh, in a different uh, uh, reboot. So, I mean, we're just stepping back. He, he's not going anywhere. This is the end of uh, this trilogy. And and also of Laurie's uh, or Jamie Lee Curtis's story. That's also kind of the ends that I read as. It. like I mean, I mean so-
0: what they asked us to do from the beginning of this was to say, forget all the movies in between. This is what happened directly, you know, after... Yes the first two or whatever.
1: And that's what's another thing I love about this franchise is that it's a choose your own adventure. Uh, There's basically five different paths that you can watch these movies through uh, in terms of which is a sequel uh, to what. So like this trilogy from David Gordon Green, which includes the 2018 kills and ends. It's a direct sequel to the original. So Jamie Lee Curtis is not uh, his uh, sister in this storyline as opposed to what all the other sequels from the 80s introduced. Um, And that's what I love about it. So you can watch it uh, through all the different paths. Um, One thing that really like uh, uh, put a um, a bow on um, ends for me is when I was looking at um, David Gordon Green's, um, there was a note that he put on Twitter like two years ago um, or maybe a year and a half where he submitted the script and he submitted it to John Carpenter to read. And his note was, let me know if it's too much like Christine. And that just basically uh, opened up the whole door in terms of what he was going for with Corey. Um, For anybody who hasn't seen Christine, it's a John Carpenter movie based on the Stephen King um, book where the killer car basically uh, influences the teen uh, to start becoming a killer himself and he, the more he uses the car, the more he starts kind of embodying the killer spirit of the killer car and so that's definitely how I see it now with Halloween ends like Corey was just starting to embody the spirit of Michael Myers and uh, the more he did it, the more cool he became the more he was able to be attractive to Lori. um or not Lori, um, um Kim curse's granddaughter. And just seeing it through that prism of this, like what he was trying to go through in the writing, that definitely made me like it a lot more. So, and like I said, it, I think it's going to age really well in terms of it being its like own independent movie that you can watch on its uh, uh, on its own. And um, and plus, it has uh, a band, uh, a group of uh, bully uh, band uh, members, which is the the most insane. Uh, incorporation of a, a bully into a movie that I've ever seen. <laughs> <It's> fucking, <laughs> yeah. These band kids are the bullies of uh, of the movie, and uh, that's fucking great. I love it.
0: Yeah, there's a, there's a lot to love of this movie, in my opinion. Um, at the end of the day, how it lasts uh, and how it's seen in the franchise, I think will be yet to be seen. But you know, um, anybody getting upset about it, if you can just like kind of watch it as like a good Halloween movie and like you know take all of the Michael Myers is no longer, you know, they kill him, right? That's the, (laughs) they put him in like a uh, car cruncher at the end. Uh, Like we said, spoiler alert, you guys, but they, they, they literally, there's no coming back from that unless some mystical like dust gets uh, sprayed on him. They really end it and they really kill him. And that's again, the town, like they even like kind of carry him to the town, like Mussolini, like, Um, you know, like when they drag Mussolini through the town, it was very much like, let's all of all of us have to like come to a catharsis of this monster finally being caught dragged through the town square put into this device that crushes him for all of eternity and now we can all move on i mean they didn't they didn't make it they didn't end it with like he may come back it was like this is it you know and um, you gotta you gotta love the, the balls of that like for a franchise that's as beloved as it is to end it, for real, um, nobody's seen... I don't think anybody's seen that yet, you know? I don't think anybody's seen a final end to Michael Myers
1: yet. Well, I mean, yeah, we did. It's in my number 6, H2O. six No, my number six, which uh, we, we which I was about to announce. Uh, H2O. Did you already say H2O yet? H2O is high on the list for me, so okay. uh, I didn't say it yet, you yeah. know? uh i mean we don't we have to get too out of it but that's he dies at the end of that one no pretty, but
0: he doesn't but because they tell you in in resurrection yeah, but that's a that sequel
1: as in like as in they showed ends and they could in theory create a sequel to ends and be like oh that wasn't actually him that went in the grinder you know what i mean so as okay. in like as in <laughs> yeah. that's, I mean, that's,
0: anything as, as possible well, that's what right? i'm saying
1: but like that's when they released h2o uh um, they, she cuts off his head at the end and like that that was like how that movie was marketed it was like yeah Michael Myers is dead and this is the end yeah. of it you know what I mean there's yeah, no okay there's no right or wrong in these movies and that's what's great about them. So. well I, anyway I,
0: see see because of the fact that they open with um Jamie Lee Curtis in the mental institution and everything I felt yeah. it was like literally like a, a a transition from h2o like that's what happened to her after she killed michael right. so i thought it was still in the same universe that's why i was saying like you know well yeah we it's, still, really it's still in
1: the same universe for sure i am just i guess this is more of just a, a time question it's like because halloween ends is the last movie we saw there's no current sequel to it so you know at this yeah. point in time he is dead with that one but yeah. in theory they could make another one but you know <laughs> okay 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 yeah yeah <laughs> so what did you have okay, but that was my after... number that was my number six h2o which you have not said yet so number we're on to number uh five now okay uh halloween two rob zombie Ooh. i haven't said that yet my number five is curse of michael myers 666 aka paul rudd <laughs> yeah this is the way
0: everybody remembers that movie isn't it which okay, well, I haven't said that yet. Yeah, okay. Number four, you're number four. Halloween, Rob Zombie. Let's talk number about. One. It. Wait, I fucking love this yeah. movie. I okay. can't believe. Yeah. Uh, I love this movie. I love what Rob Zombie's done with it. I will say that I wanted to love the monsters from Rob Zombie, and I didn't, um, except it was visually beautiful, (laughs) and it was awesome. And, like, the campiness, I applaud him for but I just couldn't get through it. Um, And I was so excited for the monsters remake. And I'm not, like, a huge, huge, huge Rob Zombie fan. I don't really love, you know, House of a Thousand Corpses. I don't really love Three from Hell. I don't really love all of the films that he's made. Mm. But I have to say, Halloween... And Halloween two, he did an amazing job. I've been saying that year after year after year. And I feel like people are finally coming around to it a little bit. But even my friend Lindsay, we talk every year and she's like, they have the worst movies in the franchise. And I'm really (laughs) animated about it. Like he 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 did something different with it, where he went into talking about Michael's past. And I think that's where some people kind of like are like, no, there should be no reason why Michael Myers is the way he is. Like he is just like pure evil. Yeah, that's how it was that's what the scary part about it is i just think he he i needed that backstory and i liked it um he's still pure evil but this rob Rob Zombie does such a great job of really exploring like the uh brutality of michael myers and i think one and two really do that i think two when you get into it we can talk later when we match up on that but that that has a little bit more of like a psychological uh aspect of it um but halloween <laughs> the original remake of rob zombie he also brings back uh danielle who um was from four and five who i love um danielle Harris. she's yeah. great in it billy bibbit from um uh cuckoo's nest i forget the act uh brad uh Dorf. Forget his, Brad, uh, he's great in it yep. yep uh it feels so like 70s like in a way but like new and just like every time michael is on screen it's like holy shit like the energy of it is so big um yeah and it's like it's not holding anything back with that it's like this guy is brute force and he's coming and you're not getting away um your thoughts on halloween rob zombie
1: uh yeah to touch on your last point um it feels big it both feels big like um Emotionally, the movie, and but then also just physically, like he's like a hulking presence in this movie, like, and that's what um, I'm a little bit more high on uh, Rob Zombie in general as a director than you are. I think he's a pretty mediocre, to uh, not great director, but he is, uh, he does have a vision uh, that he is able to get on to screen with it, with every single one of his movies. Every single one of his movies has images that have stuck with me. Like I could still see like images from a couple of movies that I've only seen once that like uh, once I saw them, like they were just like imprinted on my brain. Like like I said, you know, mediocre filmmaker, but like he was able to translate what he saw in his head onto the screen, at least in some parts. And I think this is definitely uh, present in both Halloween uh, one and two of his, like uh, the images of Michael being like, Carted out, like walking out of the, uh, uh, through the mental institution, like in shackles, like like those images are like are tattooed on my mind because of how cool they look and just how much it, like, just showing that these is this, this hulking presence. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think it's a super under appreciated uh, movie. Um, I think I sent you like just this meme just showing how at the time, again, like I said, every Halloween sequel, is is usually met with like ambivalence at the time of release, but then over time grows with appreciation. And I think his movies are getting a lot of uh, attention now uh, with the last three coming out um, just because they try to do their own thing. You know, that was the complaint about it at the time, like showing that his backstory uh and showing that he, there was like an actual person to begin with that's what that's the main thing that people were complaining about at the time and and now that's something that people are like yeah that's that he tried to do his own thing with those two movies and and that's what makes them unique and definitely worth uh watching yeah. um yeah i mean the violence is pretty brutal he doesn't really stab people he just like punches people while holding a knife and then just punches through their body while he yeah. just happens to be holding a knife so yeah. um you know.
0: Uh, yeah, like I said, the brutality of it is on, on display. If these, if this last um, Halloween, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends, if this last one was about the townspeople and the community of Haddonfield, I really feel very much like Rob Zombies were about Michael Myers and the, and the sheer force and brutality of this killer. Yeah,
1: no, I, I love it so much. Wait minute, that was your number four. Four. That was my number eight. But as you can tell, you haven't I haven't said Halloween too, so we'll get to that later. All right, so that was near your number four. My number four uh, is Halloween 4, 4 for 4, The Return gotcha. of Michael Myers, which you've already said. What was that, your number? 11. That was your 11. All right. So this <laughs> one, uh, yeah, you can go for it.
0: No, all I was going to say is like four and five are lower in my list here because of the fact that I do feel like they're sort of like bundled together. Yeah. This one is like yeah. a little bit more ca- that campy. And I think you're this is where you're going to add the bonkers stuff into it because this is a little bit more campy. Four and five are a little more yeah. campy. There, there there are like some pretty serious stuff, especially with, like I said, the, the Danielle, I forget her, her name and the, the character's name in it, the little girl. They really do a good job of like adding her. And like, I think, you know, showing like how, a, like a younger kid is affected by Michael Myers. And, um, but there's like so much eighties campiness around it. The bumbling detectives that are in it, like, um, <laughs> you know, like it, it almost feels like killer cons from outer space, like campy in yeah, those yeah, moments. Yeah. So they're lower on the list for that because I just don't feel like there, there's some, and his mask is kind of like wonky in it for me. Like, it's like a, like, like bright white kind of like, um, I don't know, like the hair is really weird. It's not my favorite version of Michael Myers. So anyway, that's why it's lower on the list. Your, your thoughts.
1: Yeah, no, um, it is. It's a lot of the stuff that you're saying is kind of the reason why it's, it's one of the most revered sequels out there. Like I think a lot of people put number four as one of their favorite sequels. It's a pretty popular one. It definitely uh, captures the vibe of Michael Myers uh, really well. That's why that's what I like the best about it. Uh, and and Halloween. Well, how general.
0: so? How so? I'd like to know what you mean by that.
1: Well, it's a perfect blend of nostalgia, uh, honoring kind of the original of uh, what they were doing. Like what year did that come out It was 1988. So it was it was exactly 10 years after. Uh, the original and in the title itself is the return of Michael Myers. This is the movie that came out after season of the witch. And everybody was like, Oh, why is Michael Myers not in it? This is just garbage. Mm -hmm. And so this is the them getting back on track with it being a Michael Myers story. And I just think, you know, I love so many of the images. Um, If you're at a, um, if you can remember the, uh, the intro uh, the, uh, the opening credits to this one are so fucking amazing. Definitely the best opening to any Halloween movie, you know, aside from the first one with just the music. Um, it's it just showing these images of like this desolate um, um, rural community. You know uh, a little bit outside of Haddonfield I'm assuming where it's just like these rundown farms nobody's around uh, you just have like these ramshackle Halloween decorations it's just the, the most uh, creepy opening to a movie in any of the uh, sequels and I love it so much um, and then yeah just having to come back with Donald Pleasance and uh, introduce introduction of uh, Jamie is her name uh, Daniel Harris oh yeah Jamie Lloyd Jamie Lloyd right Yeah, exactly. And she's, like, uh, I think the underrated MVP of, like, these movies. Like, her in 4 and 5, like, she's so good at, like, a a child being, like, traumatized by Michael Myers. Um, I think she's great in both of them.
0: She's an incredible actress in general. I've seen her in other things. And like I said, in the the Halloween, the Rob Zombie versions, like, she was awesome in those. I, I mean, really, really awesome. I really love her as an actress.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no she's a perfect blender now. um but yeah you know like i said that's kind of why i put it up there um and i'm I'm pretty i'm pretty happy with that so that was my number four so we are on to your number three now
0: halloween h2o number three Ooh. of all time halloween Ooh. movies in the franchise i love this film did you get to go see it uh, at that screening recently i saw it in a friend's backyard yeah here in los angeles and uh i saw it in the theater when it first came out in 1998 um on midnight showing where they showed the original halloween and then they showed h2o which i seared in my memory as one of my coolest movie going experiences and then also seeing this uh, in the backyard where i got to see it with my girlfriend who had never seen it and she's like doesn't love These types types of movies, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and rightfully so. Who should really love movies about a, a serial killer stabbing people? You know, but at the same time, I told her like this movie has a little bit more to do about the story, and you know, she she it was lighter because she saw Halloween Kills with me like last year, and she was like, "I'll never watch another one of those movies again because it is just so so <laughs> yeah, yeah, stabby I mean, and brutal." You know, right?
1: Uh, so, yeah. So how many how many Halloweens has she seen? So she saw Kills and H2O with you with like- Probably I would,
0: yeah, she's not one of those people who like loves the Halloween franchise. oh yeah, that's right. uh, I'm sure she's seen the original, Um, but a lot of times too, just horror in general or anything that's kind of scary is not really like high on her list. So a lot of times like when Halloween comes, she like- (laughs) plays up to my uh All right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh that's nice of her
1: though but yeah uh but yeah yes. i was just saying like if, if halloween kills is one of the only ones you've seen then yeah it's 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 not the best one to to check out um right yeah oh i love uh h2o that was my number six um i was in eighth grade when this came out and i was like so pumped for it because i had that was really only like a couple years after i like i had seen the original and it was like this was like the first like movie in the theater that i would uh, be able to go, like go and see um uh, that had michael myers in it and you know i want I every it a couple years ago definitely holds up like it is such like a perfect relic of 90s it was 98 i believe um 98 yeah right after scream even though it didn't feel like the influence on scream was like totally there I feel like they really tried to honor the original and so yeah like like i was saying before that like that's the storyline where that michael myers is her brother because it's a direct sequel to the first five essentially and as i mentioned yeah it did it did feel finite uh at the end when she chops off his head Uh, at the time it's like that was like the end of the story it felt it felt satisfying end of michael's story at least and um you know, the fact that it wasn't the actual case doesn't ruin it or anything, but like as a as a, as a single movie to watch, like it's such, such a perfect fucking ending for it. I love it. And you get to open well, we the Joseph. You got no Cool J. Also,
0: Jimmy Lee Curtis's mom is in it, who obviously uh, has the nod to Psycho, <clears> throat> Janet throat> Lee. And then also um, how could we forget to say Josh Hartnett introducing Josh Hartnett and Michelle Williams in this. So two people that went on to be pretty big stars are in this uh, movie in 1998. And also just like kind of going down the road of like revisiting the Laurie Strode character and where she is in her life and, you know, what Halloween means to her. She's obviously like drinking a lot. And um, I kind of liked that they went down the, uh, here comes that, uh, Helicopter again. Sorry, <laughs> they're just wanting so, to get yeah. in
1: on this conversation, dude. They want. They want yeah. to hear all these pics um, Seriously,
0: it takes my apartment. Well,
1: and also the first kill. Who's the, you remember who's the first one who gets killed in that movie? Who does the first kill? The first victim in H two O. Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
0: First... Oh, with <laughs> the nurse from the original, who was like, "Hey, come check out who might be in my place." Yes. Yeah. Joseph Gordon Levick is in it, comes in and he's a hockey, realizes, t- hockey
1: player and he gets a hockey, uh, uh, a hockey, can I can't a, a blade to the face. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. A skate. Yeah. To yeah. the face.
1: Yeah. That was the ending of him. But uh,
0: also, kind of cool way to kind of like have Donald Pleasance be introduced uh, a little bit into it because, like, you know, they had the clippings on the wall and they show him yeah. and everything. The, I, th- I believe the title sequence also has his voice in it, which is cool. Oh, nice. Um, yeah.
1: Okay.
0: okay. So, H2O, we both love Kick's Ass. It was
1: number three for me. That was your number three. My number three, Halloween 2018. Damn. Okay. Let's talk about it. Why? Please remind me of, you, of where you placed that one. You had that. Uh, uh, I have that. Yeah. Yeah. That's number three for me. Uh, this one came out in 2018, and I was very excited for it. Uh, David Gordon Green is a director I've enjoyed. He's made a, a good amount of indie films. He did Pineapple Express, a uh, very odd choice to direct uh, a horror movie in general, especially such like a huge uh, uh, reboot. And I think Halloween 18 in 2018 hits the absolute perfect blend of of new and nostalgia. Um, I think it it is pretty expertly directed. I think it's the best, aside from the original, obviously. Everything we say right now is a caveat to um, the original because uh, that's just how it is. Um, I think it's the best directed of all uh, the sequels in terms of just like straightforward uh, narrative and, and introducing Michael as a, a character to continue his story. And um, I love. The ending, essentially, it it, it really is up there with um, H2O in terms of the the temporary demise of Michael Myers, that, that entire end scene of the three generation of women Um, fighting Michael at the house and him uh, burning in the basement. Uh, I think it's just the most perfect uh, ending for any of these movies that can come out. And I was just so pleasantly surprised with it. I had such a great time watching it. I visited it again last year and still holds up. Um, Like I said, I think this one came out and it was uh, so well received. It's it is one of the few movies that actually got decent uh, reviews uh, compared to all the other sequels and that obviously made like a lot of money and so I think they kind of adjusted that and and kind of pushed through kills and ends in a way that maybe they didn't quite have to at least in the trilogy format because like I said this movie just stands alone and I could just watch it in any um, format in terms of like a reboot a remake whatever you want to call it like I think it's just a uh, great.
0: Great, yeah, I, I I did love it too. It was um, kind of in the middle of my list. Uh, yeah, but um, one of my favorite things about it too is like you know I always love a good booby trap movie, right? Like you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Finding out that Laurie Strode is kind of like got this protection around her place, you know, to just in case, and then you're gonna get to see all the trap doors and things that happen throughout. That's always interesting. That it adds to like a nice element of this film for me. Um, yeah
1: hell yeah no yeah i mean uh jimmy the chris's character like as the way they bring her back after 40 years uh because again like i said this is the 2018 is a direct sequel to the original so in this storyline she was just a babysitter who was attacked 40 years before and then now michael myers gets out and for whatever reason he's still stalking her so has nothing Perfect. to do with the, with their uh, being siblings or anything and just how she became kind of like that um, also a talk little, about little it, bit about- of a hermit so
0: we should also talk about, by the way. Um, yeah, sorry. Yes, of course. She's a hermit in this one, and then kind of like you see her arc and where yeah. she gets to end, um, because obviously she's been anticipating seeing him, and now that she's seen him, what happens to her? You know, throughout the run, throughout the run of the three movies that they, that were just made. But I would say, like, also the uh, stamp of approval of of John Carpenter and obviously Jamie Lee Curtis for these three films, right?
1: Right. Yeah, and Carpenter did the music with his son um, while he's been, I think we were talking about it uh, a couple episodes back, but uh, I've been able to see him perform live a couple times um, and perform his um, albums that he's uh, created recently, along with all the original scores, including um, Halloween. And um, so he's been working quite a bit on music that's been his main thing the last like 10 years and so he did the score for this one with his son and uh cody carpenter and it's just like a perfect uh like handoff it's that's kind of how i saw it so
0: yep, yep. yeah yep. all right so we're on to number two number two what do you got halloween 666 curse of michael myers number two
1: oh, for me fuck yes love it That is my number five so good. Uh, all right, what do you got? So this one, I was just really quick, I would say this one I was always late to. I remember vividly you always uh, talking this one up at Suncoast, and this was like one of the last sequels that I had ever seen. Uh, for whatever reason, I don't think they played it on TV very much. So what for whatever reason, I just didn't see it too much growing up, and I saw it uh, for the first time maybe like ten years ago, and uh, blew my mind away. It's it, it's great. So yeah. What, what, I, what made what makes it what made it so great for you instantly because like i said you've well, been talking about forever i think
0: like what you said like everything you want to see in the halloween movies you know it kind of like tried to tie in a lot of what was happening in the universe um and again even a little bit of like the halloween three uh storyline and it kind of like you know this like a secret society that like is controlling michael and then there's just like he comes back to haddonfield and in haddonfield it's just like the perfect halloween setting perfect halloween town you got the old house that people are like you know living in now and the 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 abusive dad you know (laughs) who's like such a dick and you just love like they like the characterization of these people it's like it's not even it's just kind of like fun even that like knowing like you're like i can't wait till this like abusive dad gets killed and then he gets killed in the best possible way and um you know that those kind of things it's like stupid little petty stuff like the story is just the story doesn't need to be great it just needs to be like michael myers is coming back and like here's these people they got the radio dj who's just like completely fun and like you know you can't wait to see how he meets his demise um And then of course, Paul Rudd does add this like little bit of like, okay, here we're seeing Tommy Doyle again. And what has happened to Tommy Doyle? Like since the original, he's now a grown up, and how does he connect it? Also with Donald Pleasance in his last role here uh, in the, in the franchise before he passed away, who kind of like, just is like, I know Michael's coming back someday and, you know, gets to be part of this as well. Um, I just think it's really well done and fits in there number two, because, it's always also in my life been something I have like paraded around and saying like people, you got to see this film. And so I always like have like a love for it. Um, that's, that's my hot take on the uh, the number two in the Halloween films ranked.
1: Yeah. That's the thing. It, I feel like that was a hot take when we were working at Suncoast, but it, yeah. at, as time goes on, that's, that's not a hot take at all because you were right the entire time. So um, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like people have finally come around uh to that one for sure and it was always kind of like although I feel like a lot of people will still maybe dismiss it uh because of Paul Rudd they're just like oh Paul Rudd was in a a horror movie it's just it just is what it is but like so this was well it's kind of like what I'm sorry
0: I just want to say it's kind of like what I said earlier to you about like when I started uh Halloween ends it's like immediately putting you in Haddonfield Halloween yeah. which is what people want to do so give me that put me in there and this movie starts with Mr. Sandman if you recall and it's oh, like yeah. the knife goes into the the pumpkin and then you're in the universe right away like it puts you in Halloween time it's the fall but you know the leaves are changing all of that kind of stuff and that's like what I always want to see I always want to feel like I'm in Haddonfield right and shit's going down because it's
1: Halloween you know yeah yeah, yeah. um I still have more to say on it but I want to
0: I'm sorry, Where, I didn't mean to cut you off. Too
1: no, no, no. I, I, I'm I'm touching on your your point when you pointed out, Mr. Sandman. Where Mr. Sandman wasn't used in the original movie, right? I don't think so. No. no. Yeah, I feel, but it was definitely used in H2O, uh, which was after six six six. Was I mean, it Sandman is kind of like, I think,
0: saying, like, it's just someone who's putting you to sleep, you know? that. That's right, yeah.
1: No, no, I just mean the song itself. I'm just trying to, re- like, it's not referencing the original, but for whatever reason in my mind, it feels like it was kind of using the original, but like like we said, it wasn't in there at all. So I don't know. Like, it's become, like, an unofficial right. song of the franchise, even though it wasn't in the original. So
0: It's, like, great when people are able to, like... Um, they do that in the Dahmer series really well with the music and different things. Like when it's something so evil and so terrible, but they're able to use this song that's so bright and so um, uplifting to kind of like have the juxtaposition of, of, of it, like meaning, Mr. Sandman is about like, Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream, you know, make it the cutest that I've ever seen. And it's so like, 1950- I could listen to that all
1: day. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> it's a 1950s bright, like um, yeah. uh, uplifting, but you're about to like enter this world of like horror. And it's also like giving you a nice foreshadowing of Sandman, the guy who put you to sleep. Um, All those are always some of my favorite things when you can like have the duality of like, yeah. It's really bright and fresh song with like this really really dark
1: storytelling. Yeah, maybe I'm just confused with Back to the Future. It's the first song Marty hears when he's in 1955,
0: San Benzo. So. Right, totally, <laughs> totally. Yeah, Back to the Future. Yeah,
1: um, But yeah, so Paul Rudd, probably the most serious performance he's ever given. It's like. He is just like one of the best comedic actors alive. But like this is uh, early in his career. It's the same year as Clueless, which is also a comedic performance. But like he's like so serious and over the top in the best possible way in this movie. I think he's perfect for it.
0: Um, I mean, I disagree because Cider House rules. he was playing like a serious role, but it
1: wasn't really like a lead role. So I've never seen that. I didn't even know he was in that. I read that book, though. I never saw the movie. I should be gotcha. Yeah, I that mean, up. you know, Michael Caine. I was on board right away. Right, 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 right. Um, do you have a preference uh, for the version of Halloween Six, like the theatrical or the producer's cut?
0: Yeah. Oh man, I don't know if I even knew that there was a difference. I, I had, I didn't even know about that. Well, uh, the producer. Oh, I really cut, know it's the producers, you know,
1: or the the original. Well, so you might be. Uh, watching. So what happens at the end? So yeah, there's two different endings. There's a theatrical cut and then there's a producer's cut. So the ending is
0: like Donald Pleasant's basically getting killed in the the sanatorium. And you hear him scream and it goes into the ending. Uh,
1: So that sounds like the theatrical cut. Uh, The producer's cut has like a switch out where Michael Myers um, it's got like the satanic ring um, and Michael Myers gets like frozen in it by Paul Rudd. And no shit. Yeah, there's a whole and there's all like like I said, the last 15 minutes of these two versions are just completely different. So the, the the one you're talking is the theatrical and I think that probably is the one that's more widely available. Like if you just look up it on Amazon, that's probably the one you're going to be watching. But the producer's cut gets a lot of love because it's it is um, a little bit. Um, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's what the producers wanted, which was a little bit more uh, over the top uh the theatrical cut kind of was uh, became a little bit more reserved but um i mean they're both they're both awesome i mean essentially you're watching the same movie there's just uh, there's a decent amount of differences that uh, i didn't know if you had any preference to but definitely doesn't change how great the fucking movie is so right um but yeah like i said that was a, a late find for me it was probably the last sequel that i ever saw and um
0: I'll just say this with the, with the, with producers cuts and stuff like that. Sometimes that's a cash grab for me. Like, OK, see, like the n- new footage you didn't see. Um, so I don't know. In the Halloween series, I would think that that would be more of a cash grab just because these films are kind of like. They know people right. just want to see Michael Myers and is there going to be more kills or something like that? And so right. in the mind of the consumer, they might be like, yeah, I got to go spend my money to get that producer's cut. While you have a movie like Cinema Paradiso and they do the director's cut. And I'm like, don't fucking ruin the movie. Like, I don't think that's a cash grab at all. But like, I, I've never even seen the director's cut because I don't want to know that movie in any other format than what it is because it's perfect in my opinion.
1: No, so anyway. not 99 out of 100 times, uh, it's not usually... Uh worth pursuing seeing an alternate cut unless there's dramatic uh changes or if like the movie was like seriously compromised and then
0: like kind of like like, touch of evil where like you know you have a full with the dvd version of it orson Wells' full page of notes basically basically scathing yeah. notes saying right, like you right, fucked right. up my movie how dare you and then years later they tried to like make it to his like specifications because it's orson welles you know right, I, right, mean? right.
1: Uh, I mean as we're, as we're talking like alternate cuts it's not officially a director's cut but alien three um from david fincher it was his first um studio movie um that got completely taken away from him like he's disowned it like he 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 just was uh he definitely doesn't consider it his own movie because they cut it up so much but there is a an assembly cut uh that is widely available where it's not his movie but it does put in all the stuff that he tried to get in into the film which covers a lot more themes um on religion and whatnot and it's the crazy different movie, so much better uh with all the additional stuff than the theatrical cut that everybody saw it might be three owner rider is that right no no definitely not that's number oh. four uh three is the one where sigourney's on the she crash lands on the planet the prison planet uh with a lot of uh weights waits in it charles s Dutton. gutton oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a very dour like very somber uh movie it's like uh, very bleak. Uh, it's definitely not over the top, like aliens or anything. Uh, it's just a single alien. And like I said, it covers a lot of uh, themes like religion and redemption and Uh Oh, I
0: think I lost Pat.
1: all that stuff is fleshed out so much more with all the stuff that David Fincher tried to get in, but they cut. After
0: gotcha. uh, you either. You got in me back? Time, yeah. I lost you for a second, but I uh, then it caught up with it. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> okay. Can you hear me? Right now your point came it? through, but like you, your, your video was paused,
1: whatever. all good. Okay.
0: Sorry about that. Listeners. We're back.
1: <laughs> uh, but yes, Halloween, the two, the, the two cuts for six, 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 both worth your time. Um, Oh, yeah so that was your number two right yeah so my number two which we can talk about now Rob Zombie Halloween 2 all right let me hear your this first, is this uh, is my on. yeah this is my hot take this is this is my favorite sequel um, of all the Halloween movies and as we've mentioned' I've been kind of leading up to it you probably guess the crazier the movie the more I like it because this movie is batshit. Uh, bonkers um i love everything that uh, zombie started with like his uh his first movie but then moved into with halloween 2 Lori is basically suffering from ptsd michael is a homeless drifter uh going around and just uh like i said just impaling people with a knife rather than actually stabbing them and I love how this is basically a surrealist film with all the images of uh, Sherry Moon walking around with the white horse. I think it just, it sets the tone for what a crazy Michael Myers story is. Uh, I mean, is. probably
0: what people hated, but I love that it's, stuff too.
1: That's precisely right. It's, it, what everything, every every time I watch a video or, or hear somebody talk about like all the stuff they hate about Halloween to him, like that's the reason why it's one of my favorites. Um, but it is so well directed um, for Rob Zombie, I should say. That's a caveat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you've definitely stated that he's
0: not the greatest director
1: of all yeah, time. Yeah, but he's a great artist, though, which is, you know, even oh, yeah. harder. So, um, and and yeah, like the images of Michael in this are great. Um, so this is another one, as we were just talking about, with um, Six, where there is two different versions, the theatrical and then the director's cut. They're not crazy different, but the ending of this one is is pretty different, the last five minutes. And it definitely, uh, the director's cut is what puts it over the top for me Um, to refresh your memory. I mean, the original, uh, the theatrical cut just ends with Laurie stabbing Michael and then coming out and um, basically just standing in front of the cops and that's almost the end of it. Whereas the director's cut, Michael comes out, you actually see his mask come off he's got this giant beard and his long hair. And it's just like, it's, so, it takes you back. It takes, uh, it takes you back every time you see it. Cause you're actually seeing Michael Myers face and he tries to attack Loomis. And then they shoot him. And then they shoot Lori, who's actually starting to become uh, Michael Myers. Like you can, the, the connection that has been like kind of there throughout the entire movie is made. And then they cut to this uh, uh, musical montage of, of a cover of love hurts, and it, it, and it shows Laurie um, in the mental hospital seeing the, the white horse with Sherry Moon Zombie. And it, it's like I said, it's just it's, it's such a perfect capper uh, to the craziest sequel uh, in this entire franchise.
0: It's very a la Psycho, too, you know,
1: like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's just standing yeah, it's there, point. not really doing much, not very, you know, pretty stoic. Well, she just starts smiling when she sees the white horse, and because she's like fully embodying like this uh, this evil possession, essentially. Right. Yeah. Um, of her brother. I love this film, I love what he did with it. I love that you know he also
0: explores Loomis's like unraveling into like Hollywood kind of um, stardom because of like who he was, and he you know gets to talk. he's like completely obsessed with it still yeah but he's yeah. using it for his own advantage and um he gets called out on it all the time but he's sort of like now like the celebrity type figure i like that he <laughs> went there with with luis yeah. you know like I, he's such a prick um, in
1: this movie and it's i love it yeah.
0: Such a prick and you love yeah. him kind of in the first one which is an interesting reversal because he does have see empathy, that you really yeah. yeah you definitely think that yeah. he wants to help michael in the first one and in the second one it's like whoa he is like a 180 almost um and i i, again, I think
1: they kind of uh it seems contradictory, but I think they can exist. I mean, that's like they were like 30 years apart, 20, 30 years apart. And I totally believe that he had empathy for Michael in the first one and was trying to help. And then, you know, well, I couldn't do that, but I might as well make some money on the book tour. So
0: right, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, love that. I love the fact that like it is Sherry Moon too in those um things because like his mom dying in the first one, you know, by suicide because she just couldn't fucking handle it. Um, Comes back in sort of this like role where there he's also talking about like what that means that connection of his mother and like the only person that really she she kept on trying but then like realized there's nothing I could do that obviously yeah. is something he's trying to say affected Michael you know and why he became who he became
1: right yeah I'm mean, we're definitely gonna put a link uh to Love Hurts in the show notes because uh if you haven't seen it uh it's a wild it's a wild take for a movie to end with and if you have seen it it's a good song to revisit again especially and again, and yeah.
0: great music choice you know
1: yeah it, it's a callback uh, to the first one and that's what uh, his mother was dancing to at the club so right um yeah i don't know like i said i feel like this his movies are uh getting more appreciation than they've ever got now just with time and then with um people uh having their own reactions to the new trilogy um, cause that happens with everything. Every time you get a neuter reiteration of something, you kind of look back to what was before and you realize that maybe there was a little bit more. It's uh, hard for it. people
0: to, it's hard for people to, um, detach themselves from what they want out right. of franchise, yeah. you know? because it, it, they love the original so much and rightfully so i have a feeling we're going to talk about our number one here and it's going to be the original and um i didn't think that was
1: going to be a surprise for anybody this was is not this is not climactic there's there's, there's only one answer for it yeah, every, yeah.
0: And, and that's the thing is that once that movie is made and it's such a classic like what it, what it becomes after that is kind of up to generations and people are watching these films wanting every time to get exactly what they got out of the first one. And it's never going to happen, which is why Halloween ends for me was such a great film because, you know, they tried something really drastically different and also gave us something new um, in a franchise that like is so beloved. It's really, really tough to do that. Um, but still, gave um the proper amount of respect to you know the franchise in general uh I thought you know I'm all for that and that's why I liked and always like stood on my soapbox and told people about the Rob Zombie versions and then I loved them since they since they first came out because I thought this is like the most respectful you can like you just said it to me the best way that he's an artist. Rob Zombie's an artist. Like, you know, like the art that I do behind me, right? Like what makes me different? There's a lot of people that paint. There's a lot of people that do music. What makes you stand out? Rob Zombie is clearly stood out through time from his bands and his music and his aesthetic of a very, very focused artist that also harkens back on horror, which... Through and horror through time, which he definitely uses as an inspiration, but as an artist makes it his own. And that's why these Rob Zombie versions are so good, because he understands Halloween. He understands Halloween and why it's so good, and then used and infused his years of understanding of horror movies and artistry and put it on film for us all to love. And if you can view it that way, instead of viewing it like, it's not what I expected from a Halloween film where it's not like the John Carpenter version, then you're going to love those films. I mean, you just will.
1: And top that, man, that perfectly sums it up. Yeah, like I was saying, like Rob Zombie, he has images in his mind. And although the direction isn't always there, he always manages to get them on screen. And I mean, to be honest, that's got to be one of the hardest parts of filmmaking or any type of uh, creation. It's just, just getting what you see, hear, or uh, think in your mind out to somebody else to see and and, and, and listen to and, and view. And I think he nails it. I mean, like I said, especially with number two. So great. Yeah.
0: So number one film in the Halloween franchise. Uh, not
1: surprisingly
0: for both of us, it looks like John Carpenter's Halloween, yeah?
1: It's not even like, there isn't really even a, a question. I mean, I, I'm open to everybody's list. Uh, you put any movie anywhere except for, you know, the first one goes on top that's the only one that, uh, if so uh if, if you don't have that if you don't have that then your list might be invalid but like forget um,
0: about the fact that this movie inspired all the movies we just talked about right i mean that would be
1: a- that would be oh, i was gonna say i mean that would be the reason for potentially not putting it at number one but i don't know i mean carpenter is is one of the first directors that i fell in love with Um, at a young age. And this was, um, it was really the one-two combo of seeing Halloween and The Thing when I was like, maybe 10. And uh, just being blown away by both of them. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about The Thing and some other date. uh, But Halloween was just like the most perfect summation of what um, minimalism can do in terms of fear. Like everything about this movie is just like you're seeing Michael, but at the same time, you're uh, he's a um, he's a presence throughout, but you never quite know where he is, who he is, and what he represents. And it's just like so perfectly captured throughout the original, and then you put on top of the fact that it's a fucking killer score, uh, still one of the best scores of all time and it understands horror in a way that no other movie does and that's because John Carpenter was obsessed with horror and other genres but especially horror and he was able to translate that with uh, his early work
0: well said and I know that you love John Carpenter more than anybody that I've ever met Um, which is also awesome like that you can kind of like know his amount of work and reference it and still be like yeah, it comes down to like the guy just is a unique artist, just like uh, Rob Zombie was. I don't think John Carpenter really loved the Rob Zombie versions and stuff like that. Um, from what I remember hearing, that he he kind of was like those were garbage. But you Carpenter's can't deny that. Yeah, well, and Carpenter's you can't deny easy. that both yeah. people. Are... Well, you can't deny that both people are original artists. Like I was saying earlier, John Carpenter yeah. did to yeah. do something brand new, and also. To just kind of piggyback on what you said, because that's <clears throat> exactly what I would say, you know, the score like it's so dark and it's Halloween the way you want to see it. You know, you got these high school kids and babysitters and like all the perfect mix of like the night, the, the, the perfect hell night that's about to ensue. But to me and, you know, sanitariums, um, uh, nur- nurses and doctors like trying to figure out what's going on with this guy wreaking havoc. Um, and never let him out. He's he's pure evil, you know. You get to see what he does at the beginning, which is killing his sister, which is about as diabolical an opening for a horror movie that you could, you know. Uh, and also just the idea that in the end, you don't know what happens to him either. He's like, it's all. It's like, whoa this guy didn't there's no finish like he's out there still you know and he just like terrorized this whole town so there's really nothing at the end that makes you feel like good about what you just saw it makes you think this evil is out there and it can come back at any time which again (laughs) led way to all these sequels that we talked about you know the the first one does so much brand new stuff and on no budget of course which like any great director, Scorsese's, some of their best movies were done when, they were just like, I want to make something great, unique, cool. I don't have any money, but I'll find a way to do it. And that's another reason why this movie wins. If you ask me.
1: No. Yeah. I mean, you're definitely uh, nailing it with the uh, ending. All the other um, moments that I was saying, like the ending of Michael Myers, like in terms of ending his, his death, the, the ending of this film um when it after um Loomis shoots him and then you see his body's gone and then it cuts to all the different scenes that you saw or the placements like you saw throughout the movie like the 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 closet uh the uh, living room all the places where Michael Myers was attacking um people especially Laurie. And so just, and without moving the camera, just showing those places, but then you hear uh, the Michael Myers breathing over that. So, so the, like that just sums it up right there. It's like, he's just this living presence that's going to be around every, any corner. Uh, and you see it completely with showing those scenes while hearing him breathe. And and then it just cuts to credit.
0: Yeah. And you just witnessed those, those those. Um, you're right. I don't think I've ever seen it done that way. Uh, until that movie you just witnessed the horror that was in those rooms so your mind is going back there without doing anything but showing the place the location of where the car the carnage happened with that you know underneath like breathing just thinking like holy shit and it's yeah. so so relatable to people because it's like your house your you know yeah, yeah. where your safety is like where you're always safe and you're just seeing these scenes that are so relatable to you as an audience member and you just saw like the most horrific thing happen in them it's it's frightening on a whole nother level without even showing michael myers or anything else happening like it, beautiful ending to a fantastic horror movie
1: i mean that's that's a huge reason what you're saying was like why like in the 70s like we take for granted now but like in the 70s uh, seeing a horror movie set in the suburbs was like that just didn't happen was the, uh, there was no like the entire point of the suburbs was to feel safe so the idea of uh michael myers being a serial killer in these in this safe suburban uh area that's uh part of the reason why it threw so many people off at the time in a good way and probably was uh, well, i mean
0: obviously scary. in the 80s too i'm sorry
1: pat no, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like in, at the end of the '70s, this is uh, what kind of introduced that, and then uh, goes full forth in force in Right, the like
0: 80s. Like now all of a sudden, Freddy Krueger can get you in your dreams, which is another safe space for you, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you got you. Know, I can't go to camp anymore because uh, Jason's gonna come get me. You know, and like I'm or space, I'm like no- nowhere safe in any of these places that are supposed to be like safe havens as a
1: kid, and it's terrifying. The '80s yeah, yeah. were a great time for horror, you know. Oh my God, I mean that's that's why we're doing this right now because we couldn't get uh couldn't don't have uh uh enough to say about it so love it um well i i don't know
0: if you have anything else to say but that was a great run through i hadn't really talked about those films that way so thanks for opening it up uh to do this um this was pat's idea to do our our top Halloween films to rank you guys and we'd love to know your thoughts I'm sure you guys are going to disagree with both (laughs) of our lists uh probably definitely down uh, with that yeah probably very passionately but that's the best part is like these films open us up to be able to talk about uh you know fun stuff like this around Halloween and that's why it's my favorite holiday like movies like this franchises like this you can talk to your friends about it and uh i don't know it's what keeps me going and back to see these films whenever they have a new one pop up yeah
1: i mean like i said there's no wrong uh order uh for these movies maybe you know my number one's kind of guaranteed at the top but uh i mean if you have resurrection at number two i'm totally cool with that because like i said i'm happy (laughs) to watch that movie anytime so and see busta do the roundhouse kick to the face
0: all right, well, I'm going to uh, say goodbye and, and we're going to follow up with another episode uh, right after this, but I wanted to just say thanks, Pat, and thanks to the audience for listening. Have the happiest Halloween, you guys, and um, be safe, but also share with us your favorite Halloween movies. Let us know what you're watching. Uh, this is the, the fun community part of the remainders that we enjoy so much. And Pat, talk to you next about Hexen.
1: Aaron, we'll be talking about Halloween for years to come, I feel. Awesome talking to you.
0: You too, boss. All right. Uh, Signing off. Remainders, have a great Halloween, everybody.